welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. Today's episode is my recap of Festival Supreme. I was so excited to go out to Los Angeles to cover Festival Supreme. Uh, For those of you that don't know what Festival Supreme is, it's an incredible music and comedy show uh, put on by none other than Tenacious D. And if you don't know who Tenacious D is, I feel deeply sorry for you. So Tenacious D, of course, is the band uh, featuring Jack Black and Kyle Glass. So I was I was beyond ecstatic to go out to this show. Uh, the lineup you know, featured Flight of the Concords, Weird Al, Fred Armisen, Will Forte, Jenny Slate, uh, Patton Oswalt. Such an incredible lineup. So many more. Garfunkel and Oates on the show. I, I, I was just so, so excited for this. So I uh, ma- made it out there uh, the weekend of Halloween. So it, it's always a good time out in Los Angeles uh, over Halloween. So the, the, the city really, really goes all out for Halloween. And it was so much fun uh, to be there for it. So Festival Supreme, you know, it was held at the Shrine Auditorium uh, there next to USC. And uh, I, I'd never been there. I've always seen, you know, a few pictures here and there. Of course, you know, multiple award shows have been held there. Uh, in the 40s, it was one of the uh, places that the Oscars were held. Of course, the Emmys, the Grammys, so many award shows have been held there. And the, the place is absolutely incredible. It was so neat to be able to check out the Shrine Auditorium. Um, and yeah, so on this episode, I actually sat down with Christopher James uh, to kind of recap everything um, and talk about my experiences there. And it was a lot of fun being able to kind of rub that in on Christopher because <laughs> he was so pissed off that he didn't get to go. But we only got approved for one pass, and uh, that's just kind of the way the cards fell. So, but it was so incredible. I got to meet one of my biggest heroes, and we talk about that, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. I've always wanted to meet Weird Al. Uh, of course, you know, if you listen to the episode a few weeks back with Mike Furman, we talk about, you know, our huge fandom for Weird Al. And, uh, yeah, to finally be able to meet him, you know, it was a dream come true, and to be able to talk with Fred Armisen as well. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we tried to set up interviews with all of these guys beforehand, and just due to the, the tight schedule, you know, nobody was, ever, was able to actually sit down with us, um, but still had a lot of amazing experiences there. So many great artists, so many great comics. You know, if, if you've never been to Festival Supreme, I would highly advise finding a way to attend. As, as, as I've joked, you know, if, if heaven's real, I hope it's a mix of San Diego Comic-Con and Festival Supreme, because that would just be amazing. So if you want, you know, a full rundown of everything from Festival Supreme, uh, make sure that you go on the website on themicpodcast.com. There will be plenty of pictures there for you to check out. Um, you can see a lot of the fun, uh, fun that I had there. So yeah. So and w- one thing I did really love, and I go into it in detail with Christopher here, was all the costumes. So the costumes at Festival Supreme were incredible. So again, of course, because it's the weekend before Halloween, you know, Tenacious D tries to schedule it during that time. So and uh, and and. You know, they encourage everybody to dress up, and the costumes were just incredible. Some of my favorites, uh, of course, David S. Pumpkins. You know, there weren't as many as I expected, but but there were some great ones. A lot of Weird Al cosplay and costumes, those were all amazing. But yeah, I'll have have some of those pictures up. And, of course, pictures of all of the acts and, uh, and, you know, a lot lot greater detail of everything, you know, that we had a chance to, to check out at the show. Again, a huge thank you to Festival Supreme and Tenacious D for allowing me to come down and check out the show and be able to cover this. Again, it's something I've always wanted to do. It was an absolute honor to be at the show covering this and being able to meet so many of my heroes and seeing so many incredible artists uh, perform there. Again, you know, make sure you check out all the pictures and everything on the website, on themicpodcast.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Tim Drake, and at on the Mike Podcast. You can check everything out there. I also have a bunch up on the Instagram, uh, at TimDrake42 on Instagram. Again, somebody already had that Tim Drake, so I had to throw a number in there. Yeah, that must have been the 42nd. <sighs> That's what you get when you share a name with a, with a comic book character. But I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. My recap of Festival Supreme. Enjoy the episode. That was a hell of a show. Yeah. One, one, one amazing show. Yeah, just dig that knife in deeper, man. I will dig that in of how wonderful of a show it was. As deep as I can get it. Okay, well, as you're describing this, imagine that you, I told you who my dream woman was. And what you did is say, hey, guess what? I, I've conned her into a date. And I'm going to send you selfies and Instagram posts and tag you in it to let you know what it's like 
to date your dream woman. To, to be fair, I did not tag you in any Instagram post. I Snapchatted them to you. No, you sent it to me directly, which is, <laughs> oh, even, which is even worse. You were a scoundrel, and you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> I am all of those things today, and I like it. I like it so much. It's the Kevin Smith thing all over again, except times 30. That's true. That's true. For those of you listening, this is this is this is Festival Supreme that we're talking about. Yeah. I just finished up Festival Supreme, and it was just it was my first year going. I've always wanted to go. Unfortunately, they only approved me for one pass, so nobody else got to go with me. And Christopher has been angry about this. Yeah. So for those who are in my situation who didn't go, this is like the scene of Pulp Fiction with the Gimp. In the basement, and I'm bent over, <laughs> and I'm having to take things that I don't like. I, I would I, throughout the entire show, I just kept sending Christopher texts and Snapchats, and just like, look what I'm doing, look what you're not doing, look at this. And it's kind of like finding out that your girlfriend's cheating on you, and you're pacing in your apartment, gripping your phone like motherfucker. <laughs> but I got over it because I'm a rational person. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wow, that was. I mean, f- first off, the show is a the Shrine Auditorium, which I've never been to. I have always wanted to check out the Shrine Auditorium, and uh, like the Oscars were held there in the early '40s. Oh, really? So yeah, and then like when they were building the Dolby Theater, they were there for a bit, like on and off. Like they had several locations then, but yeah, it was built in like the early 1900s. So and like it's a it still is like a used temple even for like the Shriners. So but like I mean, still like the Emmys have been there, the Grammys have been there. Like, the the inside theater is just immaculate. Like, I was so excited. And, like, as my Uber pulled up there, I was like, holy shit, this place is amazing. So then, like, getting out and, like, seeing, like, the palm trees that kind of line, like, the backside of it. I was just like, wow, like, this place is, like, you just know immediately, like, that place is special. Did you take an Uber Deluxe to add more allure? No, no, I did. I would (laughs) have. <laughs> I like to go all out. It was exp- Uber this time around was expensive because it's Halloween weekend. That's true. And so it was like just from the airport, it was like thirty-five bucks. When normally that ride's like almost half of that cost. Surge prices, man. Yeah, my ride back was forty-five bucks. Yeah, and it wasn't, and, that, and it was half the distance to the airport. So, but it was because it's it's the weekend of Halloween, so it it was just that much more expensive, but. It was worth it. It was definitely worth it. Yeah. So, I mean, I've spent upwards of $100 in Uber rides already, but... <laughs> but, no, I mean, as soon as, as soon as I got in, you walk into the Space Disco, is, is what it was called. Or, like, they were going to have DJs. Tenacious D, of course, who puts on Festival Supreme. So, yeah, they... Uh, they absolutely... They, they didn't do a normal Tenacious D set. They did Tenacious DJ. So, where Jack and Kyle came out in space suits... I saw that. And did a DJ type set. <laughs> so it was totally different than normal Tenacious D. I would have been a little disappointed seeing that. Because I've see, always pe- wanted to see them in concert. People said that they would be disappointed, but everybody loved it. Okay. So, and there were a few other little Tenacious D moments throughout, but we'll get to that. So, but no, it was, it, it was, it was still pretty epic. So, but like, I... I was just kind of in awe when I walked in because I was just like, holy shit, like, I'm here. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'd been putting out interview requests and, like, luckily made some fantastic connections with some great publicists. Oh, nice. So that we'll be, we'll use those a little bit further down the line when we're recording some upcoming episodes. For the future. For the future. <laughs> but uh, walking in uh, to the space disco right away, I was just like, all right, this is going to be... One hell of a show, and and little bars uh, all throughout the entire place to get your drink on. Like that was, it's like all right, well this is gonna be a this is gonna be a good time. So, uh, but but I I walked over to the first the outdoor stage because the outdoor stage started right at three pretty much, and doors opened right at three. So it was kind of like all right, well if you weren't first in line, you weren't necessarily gonna catch the first band. And the first band I had not even heard of. Okay. So it was F U F O B B. And I can't even remember what it stood for. So, but it was a, it was a band that uh, Kyle Newichek from Workaholics was part of. Oh, okay. So, and uh, they, they kind of had like a reggae reggae feel, but they were very you know comedy influenced. They had a song about going to space, and they were amazing. I had no idea what to expect, and it was like I, I just found myself smiling just from ear to ear. And there was only maybe 50, 50 to one hundred people there for them because people were still getting in. 
checking out the space disco, figuring out their way over to merch and, you know, to the, to the actual stand-up stage, which was in the main auditorium. And, and I liked that it was such a teeny show because it was, it just was so much more fun and raw. Just, just enjoying these guys doing this. Like it, it would be like if three eleven was a comedy band and much more reggae, like that's kind of how it was. So it was, it was really cool though. So, and I'm hoping that they have some stuff on iTunes. I haven't had a chance to check it out to see if they do, because I definitely want some of their albums. Yeah. So they didn't have any, like, merch or anything there, but it was, they, they were definitely, maybe they did. Now that I maybe say that, I think uh, that there was a shirt that they had. Maybe so, they're laying a base. Yeah, they, they, may, they may just be starting the groundwork for it all. It's a but, joke. I want everybody to know that. Laying, laying the, laying oh, the base. I got you. I got you. That, that took a second there. It went over my head. I'm a comedy ninja. I strike when you least expect it. <laughs> I want I want that to be on like your comedy business cards going forward that you're a comedy ninja. Yeah. I'm a comedy ninja. I'm a romantic Whoa, whoa that, that you 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 almost said you were something else there. No, I just stutter sometimes, especially when I'm tired. Sometimes just the stutter with a ninja. It can be uh Yeah. It gets a little risky. <laughs> Even saying the word ninja pisses off people. You guys have heard of Insane Clown Posse. Their followers are crazy. Yeah, the the juggalos. Yeah. I when, I when I owned a house at one point, after I bought it, my realtor was like, yeah, your neighbor's a juggalo. I was like, oh. And that's okay. when property value starts to... No, he actually had one of the nicest houses there. He was probably my favorite neighbor. Like, he didn't do, like, all the faint paint... Face painting, faint oh. paint, whatever yes, I was about to say. Stuttering yeah. contagious. <laughs> but yeah, like he was a super cool dude. Like he had like the whole psychotic clown sticker and a tattoo of it and some of that. But no, he was he was super cool. He was he was a great neighbor. Imagining someone having a neighbor who is into ICP reminds me of that scene from Step Brothers when they're pretending to have a Nazi and a KKK <laughs> member. Like yeah. neighbors, hey, welcome. I've got dirt over here. You know. <laughs> Anytime, this is a great neighborhood. I haven't watched that movie in so long. I need to. I need to go back through it's and watch a great it again. Rewatch. People always quote it to me, and I'm like, I vaguely remember the scenes. So it, it, it is a rewatch. I need to. I need, it's not like I don't have enough movies. Well, yeah. There's new shit coming out. Yeah. Well, aside from the new shit, I mean, I've got what two, twelve foot bookcases. Just lined with DVDs and Blu-rays that are even stacked upon each other because I run out of room on those. You're HBing all over the place. Yeah. Humble bragging. Oh, I'm I'm I'm, hum- I'm I'm not even humble bragging. There's no humility to it. I have a fucking awesome collection. Dude, I'm deal with jealous. it. <laughs> I, I'm trying to deal with it, but you keep presenting me with things that make me jealous, and it infuriates me. And I'm not a furious person. I'm a calm, gentle giant. I'm Andre the Giant. You 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 are, but but see what when when things fuel you up and get under your skin. I, I like it because your voice raises a little bit. So I, it, I had a chemistry teacher in high school that he would get all excited and his, his voice would go up and he'd be like, yeah, so we're going so to start doing this. And, and he, he would all of a sudden just go into like full Kermit the Frog. And it was like I was watching Kermit the Frog do chemistry. It was amazing. My rise is like Costanza because I feel like George Costanza is my spirit animal. <laughs> a little bit. In a, in a way, yes. In a way, yeah. he is your spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> World's colliding. George is very unhappy. <laughs> And when when your worlds collide, it does it does make make it for fun. Something happens. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not. We're we're talking about Festival Supreme. We are. We are. We. It it it's, it wouldn't be on the mic if we didn't get sidetracked from whatever the fuck we were talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> At some point, you're gonna whip out a Jack Frost video or something like that. No. <laughs> Saving that for Christmas time. We'll save that again for the Christmas episode. That's, that's a dual <laughs> holiday movie, much as Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> so after after seeing F-U-F-O-B-B, uh, the, the next band I was so fucking excited for. Lay it on me, String Bean. Garfunkel and fucking Oates. Oh, Garfunkel and Oates is the best. And see, seeing Ricky and Kate... Finally perform live. I mean, every time every time we drive down to L.A. and drive back to Utah, we have a segment that is our Garfunkel and Oates time. Yes. So we always do. It is it is a staple of making the trip. Even as I even as I flew out here, I, I put on I put on the headphones and Garfunkel and Oates. I had to. It, I will humbly admit that I've listened to Handjob Blandjob song a <laughs> hundred times. I spent well, here... to be fair, you take notes during it. Well, no. I'm, I compare notes. <laughs> I 
I'm like, yeah, that's that is correct. And I do a survey monkey, and I check this. I check the chart after. I like that you do a survey monkey for hand jobs. These are changing times. Think people are mixing things up. I need to be ahead of the curve. I need to know what's happening before it happens. I'm like, like, I'm like Tom Cruise in Minority Report. Sex. I need to be ahead of the curve. So, but Gar- Garfunkel notes they were they were just so good. I mean, they played every song I wanted them to. Oh, I had a minute. So, the, the, seeing them do the loophole live, Ooh, oh, yes. that that it, it killed me. And just watching their facial expressions to each other while they're doing it, and then they were they were doing one, they got ready to do one of their songs, and Kate like hits her tooth oh. on the microphone, and they played off of that for a good couple of minutes, and it was just that much that much funnier. So. I legitimately have a huge crush on both of them. I'm a little bit more into Kate. Oh. See, I'm, I see that that was one of those pictures that I kept missing out on my opportunity, and 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 I was so devastated. And so after after Garfunkel, and Oates actually got off the stage. So they played such a short set, and it devastated me. And hope, hopefully, I'll get to see them do a do a good long set. They do any new music? Oh, they did one new song. I can't oh, remember what okay. the title of it was. So, but they did one new song. Uh, might not even be a new song. It might be off of Secretions because I think I heard it before. Here's the best thing: if you've not listened to Garfunkel Notes, just immerse yourself in it. Yes. Every song in there is as catchy. And 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 like not even just their immerse yourself in their albums. Go on YouTube and watch their videos, and yes. go on Netflix and watch their IFC series. It only Ooh, got like yes. eight episodes, and it features a lot of their songs. And that show is so fucking awesome. Like, I my heart was just broken when when I they announced that it was not getting renewed. For yeah, a I was actually season. kind of surprised that it didn't get renewed. Yeah, it's a little it's a little perplexing. Yeah, it, de- it definitely was. So, but but after after they uh, they were finished, I was waiting for the next uh, the next uh, group, which was the music of the wet, of Wet Hot American Summer. And as yes. I am standing there waiting for that. Ricky and Kate come out, and Ricky kind of comes up and stands, like, right to the side of me. And I was just like, oh, hi, Ricky. And she's just like, hi. And I turn around, and that's when, when one of the greatest moments of my life happened. And they had brought Weird Al out with them. And I turned around, and everything... George getting upset. <laughs> every, everything in my brain was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I just had to try to keep my composure. And I was just like, hey, Al, can I, can I get a picture with you? He's just like, yeah, of course. I would have called him and, weird. Hey, weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird. W-A. <laughs> and so, like, we take the picture, and I was just like, hey, I just had Mike Furman on my podcast. Like, nice. we, we, we talked with you. We talked it's about true. you for, like, t- 20 minutes. And he was just like, oh, what podcast? And so we, we talked for a couple minutes, but then people kind of started to bombard him a little. So, and Ricky and Kate were like, uh, let's, let's go back here. And he's just like, okay. She was like, damn it, because I wanted, I wanted a picture with Garfunkel and Oates, too. Yeah. At least you didn't get blocked yeah, like uh, like, like with Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> so so they they, t- they took him back uh, as as uh, the music of Wet Hot American Summer um, got ready to play. So and it was that I didn't know what to expect uh, for the um, music of Wet Hot American Summer, and it was it was just like a big fun party. And the lead singer of the band, if I recall right, um, is related to David Arquette, um, but David Arquette was there. Oh, nice. Now, here's how stupid I am. I stood next to David Arquette for the entire set. Talked to him many times. Could not put my name on what the fuck his name was. And so, like, he was super chill, so incredibly nice. People are getting pictures with him. I didn't want to ask him for a picture because I couldn't remember his name. And, like, all that's going through my head is, I love this guy in movies. I I know who he is. I can't think of his name. This is when the human IMDB... Hey, listeners, I'm pointing at myself right now. Yeah, that's right. Two fingers <laughs> right now. Should have been there. I would have been like, oh shit, it's David Arquette, who used to be married to Courtney Cox. Arquette. And that's where she got the name. Yeah, but, but see, I, I knew all of these things. It was just one of those moments that, yeah, like... mind blank. Like, I'm, I'm sitting I'm like, he's getting scream. Like, I knew, I knew, like, his entire DM, IMDB roster... Well, it's like could he, not remember his fucking name, and he was like, "Well, good talking to you." And like he left, and then somebody came up to me. And they're like, "They're like, man, how, how do you know David Arquette?" And I was just like, "Motherfucker!" And I was so mad because that was when it finally registered with me that oh, that was that was David Arquette. This, so, but but with the uh, 
with the oh, Wet Hot American Summer, there was a lot of the cast that was there that was I part of each song. Uh, Show Mike Showalter was there. Showalter. Uh, Marguerite Moreo, I think is how you say her name. She was there. Um, of course, uh, Ken Marino, Joe Latrugio. So, and then, uh, oh, I'm spacing on his name. So there's one of the other dudes that was there too, and I'm, 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 I'm frantically scrolling through IMDb because I don't want to miss any names, but he's not popping up here. Showalter is somebody I also feel is another essence of my weird persona. Yeah. I still, uh, if you have not watched this, listeners, Michael and Michael have issues. Oh, it's so wonderful. Short-lived show on comedy. Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter yeah. for that. Still great. You can get the whole series on iTunes. So good. Um, not to mention, Showalter did The Baxter. He has his new movie that just came out. Uh, My name is Doris. With yeah. Sally Field, which that was, was a fantastic oh, film. Oh, yeah. So, and David Wayne was also there. Oh. So, he had, he had his kids with him. So, that that was a lot of fun to be able to, to see that. But it was just it was just like a fun a fun party. I know, and I'm going to try to, as, as if you go to the website... So I'll try to get the videos up because Joe Latrugio actually shot um, a bunch of the sets just on his phone. But I, I've uh, noticed that David Wayne has shared some of those because um, it, it was one of those experiences. It's hard to describe. It was just like a big party on stage that was the music of Wild American Summer. So and and where some of the cast would come out and sing some of the songs. It was just it was an awesome awesome time. And for the fact that I just really didn't know uh, you know what to expect from it, that's I think what made it that much more fun. So, but after after that was Eric Andre live. Now, I don't know how you feel about Eric Andre. I personally like him as a person. I've met him a couple times. I said hi to him before then. I don't think he knows who the fuck I am. There's no reason he should. So, but but he he was he was really nice. But like then he goes on to his on stage Eric Andre live persona. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm personally not a fan of shock humor. So, and, like, he started off, like, they immediately started draping the ta- the stage in tarps. <laughs> and he takes the stage and just starts uh, spraying the audience with milk. And then throwing cabbage. And I, I think I Snapchatted a picture of you guys, uh, the hot dogs on top of speakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I have I have a picture on here that it'll be part of them that I'll, that I'll put on the website. Uh, where where he looked right down at me, so he's got this box full of hot dogs, and I was just like, "Shit, I'm about to take a hot dog to the face." So because oh, that's so your corny love, yeah. <laughs> sweet man. I did not know that about you. So yeah, I mean, you you can see him here, like as he's chucking lettuce at the audience. So and then and then there's the box of hot dogs, and that's where he looked right at me, and I was just like, "Son of a." Bitch, I'm about to take a hot dog to the face. <laughs> He's what I imagine a killer clown would look like without the makeup on, with that look on his yeah. face. So you mentioned, like, you didn't know my experience with Eric Andre. The first time that I even heard anything from that guy, I was listening to Anna Ferris's podcast. Okay. Anna Ferris is Unqualified, and he was Fantastic on Fantastic podcast. So good. And I'm listening to him, and I'm laughing, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, this guy's a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that that's kind of his persona. I, yeah. Like I, I I know that episode just recently came out, so I've meant yeah. to listen to that. And he was also recently on WTF. Yeah, so which but, was a great episode too. But yeah, he he was he's a super nice nice dude. Oh yeah, and, and I mean he's got a huge fan base. Personally, just not my style. Yeah. So, but I I, I, I love laughed. Eric Andre. I laughed a little bit. I thought some of it was hilarious. And yeah, granted, I was laughing my ass off yeah. still while he was throwing at food time, at the you're audience. Kind of like I. I probably shouldn't be laughing at yeah. this. I'm a deeply disturbed person. And, and he did uh, pretty much get naked during the set. I'm not surprised. Because he's Eric Andre, and, sure. and if you don't see his penis at least once, you know, it, it's not it's not an Eric Andre show. Okay, well, <laughs> more than hot dogs were mixed <laughs> on the mouth. I don't know. Like, I, that's what I, I think people don't understand about comedians and some actors is, you know, we have personas. Like... You look at uh, people hate villains in movies. Yeah, and when they see them in real life, like, oh, you're a piece of shit. I, oh. which, know? which, see, in a way, is also kind of because, like, I've met Mark Shepard that plays, um, that plays. Oh, all of a sudden, his name's totally blanking me. Crowley plays Crowley on Supernatural. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's the king of hell. He's evil. 
I've met him, and he's the nicest person in the entire world. Oh, yeah. He's the biggest sweetheart. And now I watch Supernatural, and I'm like, you're not the king of hell. You're, you're, you're a sweet, sweet man. <laughs> well, it's like our experience with Danny Trejo. This guy's a badass, like, yeah. you know, punches and, you know, asks questions. He's machete. Later. Yeah. And then you meet him, and he's, like, so warm and welcoming. So it's, like, it's hard to, like... I'm totally different off stage than I am on stage, kind of. Yeah, nobody ever gets to see you dance. Let's let's not bring up that story. Christopher dances before he goes on stage to get his energy up. It's actually quite quite fun and enjoyable, but he's embarrassed by it. Only when I'm nervous. <laughs> and I was really nervous for that Kekner show, which is surprisingly <clears throat> two days will be a year ago. Wow. It's crazy. That right? is crazy. But yeah, Tim Tim saw me dance once before my set. And I never let him live it down. No. But you know what? Sometimes, if Honey and Step Buff has taught us anything, you just need to dance. You just gotta dance. For yourself. <laughs> Not for anybody else. You dance for yourself. <laughs> so, but after after, uh, after Eric Andre Live, uh, I, I didn't stay for the full thing just because it's not my... Sure, not my sure. cup of tea. It's an acquired so plus, taste, but he's a very talented man. So, plus, I... <laughs> so, I'm not a photographer. My wife's the photographer for the show. Any of the really great photos that you usually see, my wife did that. But again, we only had one pass. So, most of my photo stuff had to be done on my phone. Yeah. So like, I have, like, the great photo pit pass to go, like, right up to the edge of the stage and snap photos. So my battery on my phone was also dying. <laughs> so I had to go and, and charge it during during part of that, which was kind of cool because then I, I, of course, ran into Blake Henderson from Workaholics, um, who we still jealous. are trying to set him up on the show. At one point, his publicist had confirmed he was going to do the show uh, to talk about his clothing line and stuff as well as Workaholics. Then that fell through. And then, like We've had other opportunities that have fallen through. Granted, I mean, we've had Anders on the show. So, but... But yeah, Blake is still still to come. But it was cool. It was cool finally uh, talking to him uh, for a few minutes, um, and then also it was really cool. So they like doing Festival Supreme this weekend because it is Halloween, and so they encourage everybody to dress up. And it's just it like in that instance, I don't deem it as cosplay. It's just sure. people dressing up as in, in Halloween costumes. Yeah, and the costumes or cosplay if that's really what people want to deem it as were amazing. There were so many awesome costumes. So some of them I wrote down here. I mean, there, there of course were some David S. Pumpkins, and nice. and they were good. They were all like they were all the actual suit. It was none of the knockoffs. I'm I'm impressed because that was one of the th- costumes. I was like, I'm totally going to do that. And then costumes were sold out everywhere. And I was like, God yeah, damn that's it! That's the thing that like surprisingly, as recent as it came out, people jumped on. It. Yeah, because it was a fuck. It was fucking amazing. Why wouldn't you? Well, it was Jimmy Martin. Like I saw his, and he had like, yeah, spawn on, and I'm like, damn, that's yeah. uh, that's pretty awesome that you quickly got that. Yeah, I, I was I was so jealous when I saw that. But yeah, there there was a few David S. Pumpkins, not as many as you would have thought. I so I, I definitely thought there would have been a few more, but um, a lot of Bob's Burgers. So I was actually kind of surprised. I mean, that show just continues to pick up more and more and more, and I love that more people are grabbing onto that. Um, surprisingly, did not see a single Ken Bone. So people kept talking about Ken Bone being uh, being a big costume, did not see one. So which I do have to say, everybody was like, oh, you know, this, this guy in his, in his red sweater, all cute and cuddly. It's like, fuck that, like... Those of us that have been fat guys for a, for a while, that's just an every day. Like, we need a sweater to cover up our, our rolls. Yeah. I cannot wear a red shirt without looking in the mor- mirror and saying in the morning and saying, oh, okay, Kool-Aid. Okay, I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> just put on a cardigan over it. Every, every, time, every time you say, oh, yeah, while well, wearing that, everybody just moves out of your way. Yeah, that and one <laughs> So um, there were also some awesome space balls. They actually, oh, yeah. um, in, in one I of like the... Those. So in in the theater, um, right when the doors opened, they actually were screening Spaceballs. Oh, sweet! So so it was kind of cool that they were screening that. Um, and then yeah, there were some people cosplaying or costumed as characters from Spaceballs. Um, there were of course just some generic like cosmic and space themed costumes. Since I mean the the theme of uh, of Festival Supreme this year was the Final Frontier. Yeah. So, uh, so there there were a lot of space uh, themed costumes, um, some awesome horror costumes. Okay. So there there were some Michael Myers that I saw. Uh, there was one Pinhead. 
that I was very impressed by. That's one that I have yet to see in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I was very impressed by that one. There was also a lot of people that were, uh, and this one I would definitely say was cosplay, were, that were Weird Al. So, and they were all really good. Like, there wasn't, like, a, a half-assed approach. Like, they were good. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to do a Weird Al cosplay or costume, you need to full-fledged make sure it's legit. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to look like Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there was also there were a lot of guys dressed as princesses, which which just got to be comical to me. Yeah, it's like the first few it's just like oh, there's one of those guys doing that, but then at, at the amount I saw, it was just like, all right, this is this is getting to be pretty comical. Uh, there was a, a couple that was dressed as ZZ Top, so okay. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. But my all my favorite of all of them was Dead Han Solo. <laughs> did he actually a, have a saber going? He through did. It? Oh, okay. Yeah, Who he knows? was dressed as Han Solo, with with the saber going through him. I was like, that that one wins. That... Did he have a the look of a disappointed father on his face? No, but he probably should have. Yeah. He uh, gets all the points taken away from me. Better luck next year, sir. <laughs> because he didn't just carry around disappointment. Well, yeah. If you look at if, if you, you were at him... Festival Supreme, you could not have carried around a look of disappointment. Well, I didn't grow up with a father, so I don't know what a disappointing father looks like, but I can pull off a disappointing mother who's a little drunk. I can do that. That's why you went as, uh, as Louie Anderson in Baskets. I did. <laughs> Tell you. And Moo Moo. It's comfortable. The wig was a little itchy, but that Moo Moo, I didn't just walk, I glided. It was swift and severe. So... But uh, after I got my phone uh, sufficiently charged and enjoyed kind of checking out, um, you know, some of the ground. They, they also had a fun slide. It was literally what it was called. A fun slide. They had Slides a, are fun. So it makes a, sense. Yeah, a, a gravity machine that you could get in and it would spin around like one of those carnival rides. Oh, okay. uh, they had David Bowie face painting where you would get like the lightning thing across your face. All right. So, yeah, there, there, there were some fun other things um, just as kind of like a carnival atmosphere. Um, so, but in between that, uh, I kept running into Fred Armisen because he was performing and just go, hi, Fred. And he'd just be like, oh, hi. And he would just kind of, kind of keep going. So, um, but then I of course did end up meeting Fred and that honestly, even, even though Weird Al was like meeting, meeting Weird Al, like I, I did everything not to cry. Like I turned into like a 12 year old girl meeting Justin Bieber. Like it was. Oh God! It, oh, girl. Like in, in my head, that's who I was. So it, it it was just like, oh my God, I'm meeting Weird Al. It's like I I get it. He's just a person, but he's somebody I've idolized since I was like five years old. I get that way with Kevin Smith. Yeah, but I I understand. I don't like the analogy, but I understand yeah. it. Yeah, but with Fred, so and I'll, and I'll get to his set in a second. But after I'd seen him pass through after his set and everything, I, I just I saw him and I was like, hi, Fred. And and I was like, hey, do you mind if I get a picture with you? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like we take the picture together. And I was just like, man, I just want to tell you thank you. I was like, you've always been a huge inspiration. And, like, like there was, like, a twinkle in his eyes. And he's just like, oh, are you a comedian? And so, like, we started talking about comedy and comedy writing and, like, why I chose to go to Second City. And, and then, like, he asked me a little bit about music. And I admitted that I don't practice the way I used to. <laughs> but it was just, like, it was such a genuine conversation. Like, I like Fred that. was just genuinely interested in talking to me and about who I was and about my career. And, like, I thought that that was so phenomenal that he was just, he was just so open and willing just to talk to somebody who, you know, admires him as a, as a performer. Yeah, that's the kind of famous person that I strive to be one day. Yeah. I want to genuinely be interested. Because without a fan, without a mass amount of fans, even one fan, you really, you lose a little bit of that star power. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, and it, but yeah, it, it meant the world to me that, that oh, he yeah. would that he would take the time to, t- to talk with me. And he's great, like in everything. Portlandia, he's fantastic. Yeah. And he is the only person... That I gleefully accept that made Will Ferrell eat shit. <laughs> if anybody else did that, I'd tell them to go fuck yeah. themselves. You eat that cat poop. <laughs> oh, All true. right. <laughs> you eat that cat poop. <laughs> if I eat a little bit, okay. Get, get him a steak, a steak, a steak for this guy. I'll eat the whole thing. I don't even yeah, yeah, Fred Armisen, he's just, he, he's the greatest. And I was he's, just. He's a great 
chameleon comedic actor. Yeah. I, I was devastated when I was in New York a couple weeks ago and I was going through the NBC tour. I've always wanted to go go do that. As, as touristy as it is, I had to do it. You got to do those things. And like they take they take our small little group into the Seth Meyers studio. And they're like, now who knows who leads uh, the HG band? And everybody just kind of like is quiet for a second. I was like, Fred Armisen? They're like, yes. Nobody ever gets that. And I was like, what? Like a part of my heart broke that day that nobody knew that He's the band leader for Late Night with Seth Meyers. And I was like, come on, people, get your shit together. Yeah. I would have been like, madam or sir, I don't know which one, because I wasn't there. I would have said. <laughs> Another one of those things I, 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 didn't, I didn't have yeah. you with me. <laughs> I would say, you don't know the power I wield <laughs> with the nerdery. With the, with, the, with the dick of a power of a thousand suns. <laughs> it's going to get you t-shirts. <laughs> it's going to get you t-shirts. So I don't feel creeped out the way you look in my eyes when you say that. <laughs> I, I do. I look deep in your eyes and I'm just kind of, the power of a thousand suns. Yeah, it's like Zeus talking to Hercules. And I'm not really... He's like, Dad, stop talking about your dick. <laughs> look for those t-shirts in 2017. So, but Fred was there. Um, he, he was doing his, his fake talking heads band. Oh, okay. um, with him, Bill Hader, and Maya Rudolph. God, I love bands. So, I love oh, and, Hader, love Maya Rudolph. Yeah, it was it was absolutely incredible. I'm trying to remember what the name of their band is now. Test Pattern. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, they they were they were fantastic. It was so much fun to watch. And again, I'll, I'll post some of the pictures of that on the website with the with this episode because being able, I think this is my favorite picture here of Bill Hader. Um, and Fred, because like you can just totally see how he's just Bill Hader's just totally getting into it, yeah. and it was just like because of how they're dressed, it was just that much more awkward. And then like because first Fred just came out and did a song, and then he invited Bill out, and then he invited Maya out, and like it was just oh, it was it was such perfection. So it, it brought me so 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 much joy. <laughs> Imagine. So, but but yeah, they 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 were incredible to to be able to see and and, and kind of kind of a dream come true because I mean you see them do a lot and of, and of course Bill and Fred uh, if you haven't watched a documentary now on IFC it I is you you need to so it is such an obscure weird ass show that is just such comedy perfection so and and, and to see that to see them performing together oh it was just like like. I'm sure people are listening to this and like, are you going to say anything shitty about the show? Well, granted, I said I didn't care for Eric Andre's thing. Yeah. So, but this this was like, where are you on that one, listener? <laughs> but but like, I mean, this, this was like an ultimate like comedy boner for me. Like so much of this, yeah, I, I had to, to keep apologizing when I would bump into people. It's hard to hate <laughs> things that you love. When I eat a whole pack of Oreos, I hate myself, but I enjoyed the experience. <laughs> it's about experience, kids. So, but after after after. Um, after their their uh, set ended, um, I, I went over to do the uh, to the stand up stage, um, in the main auditorium there. And I, I know people are going to give me shit for missing the Vandals because the Vandals played during that time. Oh, I've seen wow. the Vandals a number of times. Yeah. So it was like I've seen them perform. You know, I want to see some of these other acts that I haven't seen perform as regularly. And the first one was Maya Rudolph. She was there to do, and and these weren't like your conventional stand up sets necessarily yeah. like Maya came out in, a, in like a full winter coat as Patty Lapone, <laughs> um, and she was there and she was saying that uh, she was there for a tree lighting ceremony <laughs> and then she decided to lead the crowd in winter wonderland um, and then when that didn't work out well because she forgot the word she insisted Lady Marmalade <laughs> it was it was beyond hysterical like I I was I was thoroughly enjoying myself during that uh, following Maya, that was Tim Heidecker. Now, I always have very mixed feelings with Tim Heidecker. I think a lot of the Tim and Eric stuff is really funny. Granted, I thought that movie, uh, it annoyed the hell out of me. Here's the thing. I actually like the bit parts he does yeah. more than the Tim and Eric or Same Tim with Goes me. to the Mayor. Like, his part in, uh, what was it, uh, Neighbors, I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Some of the other things. Now i got to like look it up. Like I, I, I enjoy Tim Heidecker, but some of the stuff like it's just not again not my not my thing. So but I mean he, he came out and, and did his you know, throwing the water bottle, tripping his way to the stage, um, then pretended to go after the sound guy and, and it's just again, it's just not my not my thing. 
So, but but I I still I mean he, there were definitely funny moments to it. The crowd absolutely loved it. So so I I can't say that it wasn't a good set because clearly the crowd enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah. So, but again, it just it just personally wasn't my thing. So, but but again, I I like Tim Heidecker. So, so some of his stuff not a fan of, but overall I do like the guy. Yeah, so, he's pretty talented. I mean, yeah, he, he's insanely talented. Yeah. So if, I mean, there's a there's a great episode. I want to say it's of Nerdist. I, I can't recall exactly where he and Eric go on and kind of tell their story of how they even kind of like came together and sort of making the show. And I mean, it's it's phenomenal to hear to hear every everything in their backstory and and their careers. And I mean, those two to me are, are a prime example of you know if you just fight for what you want, like you know you'll you'll be able to make the career that you want because that's absolutely what 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 those two have done. Yeah, it kind of makes you think, you know, what what you might find silly and think, oh, maybe these people might, nobody might find it as funny as I do. You're never going to know unless you put yourself out there in a yeah. presentable kind of way. That's like that, That's what I, yeah, and that, that's the biggest, one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn in comedy. Is yeah. there's bits that I'll write that I'm just like, eh, I don't know how well that's going to do. But I have to just be like, you know what, I think it's funny. I'm just going to put it out there. If it bombs, it bombs. Yeah. Like, even as I've started writing stuff for, on Funny or Die, um... Like one of the first uh, first pieces I put up there, I thought it was going to bomb because I saw that a couple people on Reddit didn't like it, and I was like, "Shit, this this piece is just tanking." And I got on Reddit the next day, saw it had actually gone insanely well on Reddit. It was just those two reviews, so overwhelmingly had done very well on Funny or Die. A few people didn't like it, so but then I remember looking at some of the other videos and stuff that are fantastic videos. Guess what? People didn't like those either, and so like that that kind of calmed me down a little. Okay, that's right. Like you just have to put yourself out there. Not everybody's gonna like your stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I, I know some of, some of both of our favorite comics. I know people that can't stand them. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of my whole experience. So I wrote this Trump's penis joke. Yeah, it, it went over incredibly well. Yeah, and for months I did not want to do it. I'm like, ah, people are gonna hate this. And finally one day I'm saying, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. And I did it, and yeah, it went over a lot better than I thought. You know, sometimes. What you may think people don't like, they're, they're going to love. Yeah. Some of my jokes that I think, oh, that's that's stupid. You know, people accusing me of looking like a chubby lesbian. No one's going to think that's funny. And it kills every single time. Yeah. They're going to, I actually was afraid to do that. I was like, oh, shit, they're going to mob me in the streets. Yeah, I, what, one that I always hesitate with is the bit about how I'm a big Doctor Who fan. And until I watched Doctor Who, I just let a TARDIS was something my dad called me. Yeah. So And, and that bit does well every time, but I'm always hesitant to do it. Because I, I'm just like, you know, is the, is the crowd going to get it? Because I also, I've strayed away from doing a lot of nerdier jokes like that because yeah. it is such a niche crowd that you have to have to be able to have them get those kind of jokes that you'll lose an audience yeah. without it. <laughs> I did one last night that I've been like debating about doing. It's, you know, someone asked me to volunteer to work with troubled teens, and I was honored, and then I was curious, like, oh, why? And they're like, well, we want to show them what it looks like when you give up. <laughs> so they're better. So they know now at an early age. And I'm like, oh, what, I get it. I'm a chubby 31-year-old man who's like, Overly anticipating when Pokemon Sun and Moon is going to come out, which I thought that tagline in, in, in a week. Yeah, and that tagline <laughs> I did not think would work because I've never incorporated Pokemon in a joke, even though it's my secret obsession. But it killed. Yeah. So and, and granted, I mean Pokemon Go got a lot of people involved more with Pokemon. Sure. So, but I mean, both of us. I mean, we're in our very early thirties, and yeah, we're we're giddy about like what's being released at GameStop next week. And luckily, yeah, luckily this is you know it's a source of income. Like it's it's comedy, it's, it's entertainment, it's what we do, and it's yeah. Canto represent motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back back over to Festival yes, Supreme. Yeah, yeah. So there 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 we go on another one of our yeah. another one of our rants. So but after Tim Heidecker, uh, Jenny Slate. I was performing, and I've Love always loved Jenny Slate. So, but I've never seen her actually do stand up, and so I was so excited. She's an excellent stand up. Yeah, she is fantastic. Yeah. So she came out right away and was just like, "All right, well, I've had ninety beers so far, and lots of diarrhea. So that's how my day's going." And I just I lost it immediately. I was like, yeah. "Oh, she's going to be, she's going to be." Uh, just amazing. Another another thing she said was she was going to try something new. Uh, don't smoke weed all day, every day. <laughs> She's one of those character actors that 
I love seeing him. And there's a yeah. movie that she had recently. I forget what it's called, but for those who don't know who Jenny Slate is, she was um, she was John Raphael's uh, sister yeah. in Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah, and when I saw her on there, I was like, oh yes, she's the only person that I could see. Um, Obvious Child was name. Oh yeah, yeah. I have yet to see that, and it's. Like, I'm glad that I knew she was, like, starring role with that because I've been wanting to see her, like, as a starring role for quite a bit. So, I'm actually, it's one of those on my list that I need to watch. You watch it, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. What did you think of it? I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. She's great, though. I mean, she's got a really good plethora of comedic things. But I would say my favorite is, you know, besides her stand-up is, you know, John Raphael's sister. Yeah, she she is just fantastic, and I was so excited to finally see her do stand-up live. And, and you know, if, if if you've never seen a chance to see Jenny Slate live, like, make it a point. Make it something that you that you get out and do. Like, you have to yeah. do it. A lot of people don't know some of those comedy actors started up in stand-up. And, and are currently doing stand-up. Yeah, Will Ferrell started stand-up before he yeah. did SNL. Yeah, before he went through Groundlings or any of that. Yeah. So after after Jenny Slate uh, came another one that I was really excited about, that was Will Forte. So because I just I love Will Forte, absolutely love Will Forte. So and he came out doing some of his uh, doing some of his SNL characters. So he started off with the spelling bee. Nice. So where first he had uh, My Rudolph come out, so and and do uh, and and spell the word correctly, and then he came out and it was the word is business. So and they went through like can you can you use that in a sentence? Can you can you tell me the meaning? Can can you spell that for me? And, and then finally, he's like, "All right, business, B, Z, R, Q," and that goes on for like a minute of him just giving random letters, and then just finally business, and then they <laughs> they just turn around like, "No, that is incorrect," and he walks off the stage all dejected, and that's where we see Tenacious D. Because Jack and Kyle come out and play a song about how Jack was the boy in the spelling bee. <laughs> nice. Will Forte is another person that I love seeing randomly in yeah. things. Aside, I mean, he's brilliant in Last oh, yeah. Man on Earth. But yeah, all I of his random that. roles are... I always just get so giddy when I randomly see him in something. I loved him in it in the league when he had his... Uh, Two-Nut Chuck character. Oh, yeah. yeah. Static Gum. <laughs> his little character in uh, how, uh, how I Met Your Mother. There's a movie that not a lot of people know, and I'll be surprised if you've seen it. It's called um, Good Old Fashioned Orgy. It rings a bell, but I don't know that I have seen it. A lot of great actors in there. He has a small part in there as well, which I find is hilarious. But anytime I see him just randomly in a movie or randomly just on a show, I love it. And MacGruber, I feel, probably one of my favorite movies yeah. of him. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good spinoff of an SNL movie. So, and of course, MacGruber 2 is in the works now. Oh, I'm so excited. And, and there, there, that was another, kind of going back to the costumes and cosplay, there, was a, there were several people I did encounter that, that had cosplayed as MacGruber. My favorite version of seeing someone dressed as MacGruber is Michael Scott in The Office. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. He's just sitting there randomly. He's just like, boom, MacGruber. <laughs> so now after after, after uh, Jack and Kyle left doing their, their small little bit, um, Will came back out as a Senator Senator Tim Calhoun. <laughs> so and did a bit with that. And then Kristen Schaal joined him as well. So yeah, he, his entire set was just oh, it was it was so good. It was everything I hoped it it would be. I've seen Kristen, of course, a number of times. Yeah, um, live and seeing her and Will, especially you know with their characters on on Last Man on Earth, it was just so much fun being able to see them perform together briefly. Did you snag a picture with Will? No, I didn't see him at all. Damn. So yeah, I was really bummed. I, I really wanted to see to to meet him. He's he's one of those that he, he's kind of like a leprechaun to me. I see him out and about, but. But, but he's got his way whenever, whenever I come by. Here's the weird thing. I feel like him and I will become best friends over at least two to three beers. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yeah. I become more tolerable with alcohol. I've learned this <laughs> through my childhood and my experience with my through, From your childhood, you became more to- tolerable with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I just feel like that's a good amount of beers to have. With a conversation spread out. <laughs> good, good point. Yeah. Good point. So now after Will Forte, it became very special. 
Because this is where Mr. Weird Al finally performed. Oh, God. And and the excitement, the excitement I can't even begin to describe. So as uh, Because I've only seen him once before, and it was very, like, it was two songs I saw. When he performed at the Utah State Fair, maybe oh, wow. 10, 11 years ago. Well, I know he was here last year. And yeah, I and really I miss him every single time when, when he's in town. So I know we talked about that on Mike Furman's episode, and I've, I've tried to see him see him in L.A. I've tried to see him in, in Washington one time. I just somehow always miss out, and so I was thrilled to finally see him. So, and again, you know, a bunch of these pictures will be up on the website, but he came out, um, you know, in, with, with, his, uh, with his accordion. So and, and played now that's what I call polka right away. So and and he does, you know, you hear about all the costume changes that he does. And yeah, between each song he quickly goes and does a costume change while while you see some videos up on the screen um of him and, th- and shows that he's mentioned in or that he's had a cameo in. So um but the next one he did was foil. So and, and like the full set from the foil video, so including even a putting on his tinfoil hat. <laughs> oh my god. So and then the next up was the fat suit. Yes. So it w- it was it was amazing. Every bit of that that set was just like, oh my god, this is this is everything I've ever wanted it ever wanted it to be. So to be able to be able to see Weird Al in this in this form, the true Weird Al. <laughs> I think my favorite part of our LA trip recently was talking to Mike Furman about Working with him. Yeah. And not only that, on our way back, we just binge listened to a bunch of Weird Al albums. Yeah. Which was, took me back. I'm like, oh, yes. You're like that old man. Oh, yes, yes. There we back go. in my day, yeah. our owls were only weird. A long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, which, which which he did. I mean, he did Yoda. Uh, he did... Um, he did word crimes, which is probably one of my favorites of, of his current stuff. So one. yeah, I mean every every bit of it, like, and again, even though it was still a shorter set than one of his normal concerts, it was just it was such perfection. Even if it's a little bit of Weird Al, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I'm super. That's I'd love to have that picture on the the wall of narcissism. Yeah. So yeah, that it, it, it's it's probably one of my most coveted now on. On my 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 wall of narcissism is not the same as yours, and I mean you you of course coined the coined the phrase of your wall of narcissism. Yeah, to each narcissist his own. <laughs> yeah. I get it. So now what what sucked with their scheduling at this particular time? So with during the time that Weird Al um, was performing, so I didn't see the end of Will's set. I completely had to miss Sarah Silverman. So, but I've seen Sarah a few times before, so I wasn't. I have yet to see her. I wasn't I... too devastated, but they had Will and Sarah and Patton all during Aww. Al's set, so I missed. I, I almost missed Patton, but I ran in real quick um, because I wanted to see how people would react. And Jack Black introduced Patton, so and it was it was very tender. The audience stood and gave him a standing ovation, which the man deserves it. Yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that he's been through just a horrific year yeah. with, with his with his lovely wife passing. Yeah, but Patton is just he's just a genuinely good person. He's someone I feel like would be like all the hype in my brain and build up would match meeting him. Yeah. And and luckily so so when he was introduced it was in between Weird Al songs. So it's like I saw him introduced and I ran back out to catch like the last uh, Weird Al's uh, set and then I ran back in as soon as Weird Al was done so I could see the rest of Patton's set. <laughs> so and still and still managed to catch uh you know a good chunk of it. Yeah. So, which is then also where I made some random new friends uh, that that came um, and joined me that were all very drunk. So, but but it was still very funny. So, and uh, that's how some of the best yes. friendships are forged <laughs> in nineties college films. Yeah. So, off of a drunken haze. So, but they they were fun to sit and talk with while I was writing reviews, and it was not gonna lie, it was I, I enjoyed just how open everybody was with everybody there. There were like people would just come up and talk to me while I was writing stuff, and oh, what are you doing? What are you writing for? So I was just like, oh, well, you know, I do this podcast, and expecting most people to be like, oh, you have a podcast. Yeah, I kind of feel that's that's yeah, I I hate saying that to people, and they'd be, oh, what is it called? 
And like I had people pulling up Stitcher on their phone and like adding. So thank you if you guys are listening to this episode. Thank you. I feel like that was fucking awesome. You guys have no idea how special you made me feel as I was there by myself and Christopher was angry, waiting, waiting for me to tell him all about this while I sent him Snapchats and pictures. I was there in Jedi spirits. Yes, you were. (laughs) Um, I feel the exact same way telling people like that I have a podcast. As I do when people ask me, like, oh, where did you meet so-and-so if I'm dating them? I'm like, oh, I met them online as an online dating site. I swiped right. <laughs> Which is stupid. They create those dumb names yeah. to be embarrassing when yeah. you tell people, where did you meet them? Oh, Wang Doodle Dandy. Bumble. Yeah, Bumble. On, on uh, Aslap, Aslap uh, Atorium. So uh, I met her. I met her over a grinder. No, the sandwich. The sandwich. I met her while eating a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Sliders and all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but but following Patton um, and and following following meeting my drunken friends, um, I, I I almost missed flight of the Concords because I didn't hear them start. Oh man, that would and, have been yeah, I I would have been beyond upset. So had I had I missed them, but I did catch them. So I, I missed, I think, the first song just because, again, I didn't hear them start. So and I and I had these. Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if my stomach growling just picked up on the microphone. I think it did. That, that was that was some inside baseball right there. Yeah, that's justice for my glorious sound at the beginning of the episode a while back. <laughs> So, but Flight of the Concords, they are a band I've always wanted to see live. I've loved the show. I always love seeing Jermaine and things. Yeah, Jermaine's uh, great. What We Do in the Shadows is one of my favorite random ass... Like, you know they're doing a TV series on that? Yes, now? yes. I, I did see that that's in development. So, But I, I was so excited to see them live. They did not let me down. My brother and his wife are both just obsessed with Flight of the Concords. So so they, they joined you in the jealousy. Because I, of course, had to send them pictures yeah. and be like... <laughs> Together we will become the Sith and over, overthrow the galaxy. Um, here's a question for you. F- top two favorite Flight of the Concord songs. Hip Hop Apotamus. Okay. And... Mm, that's... So you're only giving me two. Because I know most of them, but I forget the titles, but I only know two titles. Hip Hippopotamus the hippopotamus one and business time is my other favorite one business time is a good one yeah i'll be the racist dragon so okay. i do i have always enjoyed that one uh leggy blonde princess of parties okay so th- those are those are some of my other favorites so but yeah they they were they were just incredible they were everything i hoped they would be i can see that i can see that actually being fulfilled like here's the thing <laughs> A lot of people don't know this. Like, if you listen to comedy music like Tenacious D or Garfunkel Notes or Fly of the Concords, the one thing people don't expect, and I never expect going into it, is just how fucking catchy those songs are. Yeah. You don't expect that with, like, comedy music. You don't expect it to be as catchy as a, you know, popular song. Yeah, they, they didn't write it so much in that vein of, like, we're trying to be silly, like... They they kept it very like they're insanely talented musicians. Yeah, no, they really are, and the comedy as well as the musical talent in that really reflects in any song I've yeah. heard them. Which I imagine I can only imagine live how that was too. Yeah, it, it lived up to everything. So it, yeah, they were they were fantastic. I mean, the whole show it, it was like the ultimate comedy nerd's dream. So I. I could not have been i mean I, i'm truly honored that i that i got to be a part of this and and be able to cover the show because i mean it was eight hours of just pure bliss so nice. like i, I mean uh, my face still hurts from smiling so and, and i mean aside from everybody i got to meet i mean weird al fred armison blake blake anderson uh ken Mar- ken marino uh, joe latrugia like I, I'm baffled that, that, you know, I got to just spend time around all of these people, you know, talking with David Arquette, saying yeah. hi to Eric Andre, being around Garfunkel and Oates. I was, I was just like, did I did I die? Did my plane crash on the way here? Like, it, it, it didn't feel real to me. The only thing I can think of that would be the same experience would be Rumspringer. 
<laughs> Probably. Think about it. it. It it really would. So I mean, yeah, I could. I I joke, you know, with with my Uber driver after the show that you know I I hope that if heaven's real, that it's a mix of San Diego Comic Con and Festival Supreme, because that's that's the best way I can describe what my what my ideal heaven would be. Here's a secret about Uber drivers that people don't realize. If you hold back being braggy in your day-to-day life, you don't have to worry about that with an Uber driver. I save all my over-bragginess for an Uber driver. Yeah. And and honestly, a couple of my Uber drivers, again, thank you for people that randomly talked to me about the podcast like all, all this weekend because... It, it seriously made me feel special that you guys were actually interested to just like talk to me and find out about the show and stuff because people were actually taking down the show's name. Like, yeah, I feel like here, you know, back home, you probably get that worryment because here you're like, hey, I got a podcast. Oh, it was great. Yeah, that's where we get that's where we get the fear. Yeah, exactly. Keep fear. So, but yeah, I mean, Festival Supreme again. It was everything. Everything I could I could imagine, and more. So it was it was just so perfect, and I really hope that you know I get the opportunity to come back and, and cover this next year or two. Yeah, I mean everything that I've ever seen about Festival Supremes from when they've started to and it's only four years in. Yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's not that old. And 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 I know of festival shows in Utah that have been going around going on twice as long, that are an absolute shit show still to this day. These guys just, they have it together. So, I mean, it's just I'm picking so up what you're much, out. so much fun. So, it, it, it was the best time. Well, being immersed. As, as, as I wrap this up, yeah. rubbing it into your face on how, again, yeah. so fucking great. That's fine. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on some slow jazz. And I'm going to light a cigarette and I'm going to burn it out into my thigh as the pitch <laughs> picks up so that my neighbors don't hear my screams. Probably probably with Madonna. <laughs> 80s, early Madonna. I feel that would be appropriate just because of the pitch. But, uh... <laughs> no, it's, uh... That I feel like it's being... Not only being immersed in that much talent, but being around people that share that fandom with you, I feel like would be... Just probably the most blissful experience. Yeah, and that and that was I think the coolest thing. Like, is that everybody there just wanted to be friends with each other. Yeah. Like there, there, there was just so much camaraderie amongst everybody, and all the artists were just so cool to be able to talk with everybody. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it was just truly amazing. So thank you, Festival Supreme and Tenacious D, for letting me letting me do this because it was it was a comedy nerds just dream come true to be able to cover such a rad festival that I've always wanted to be a part of. So, and, and of course, Christopher, thank you for letting me rub it in your face for the last like nine, nine, ten hours. It's, it's, it's fine. I'm familiar with high school. I, I'm ex- same uh, again, a little PTHSD post-traumatic high school disorder. So, but, but to any of you listening that want to go to festival Supreme, um, you can always go to their website and they'll, they have, the details on there of you know when they announce they usually announce in like August or so what the lineup's going to be and tickets I I believe are like a hundred bucks just for general admission Not so bad. and then I want to say it's like two fifty for the VIP so here's a question as someone who's never been can you go back and listen to the recordings of the performances from each festival I don't believe so so because I mean it's just like a regular type of concert you can't go yeah. back and listen to but like I said you know I I know David Wayne has shared some of the stuff from at least the Wet Hot American Summer. I don't know if any others um, have since. Yeah. But yeah, we'll uh, if, if they are, if there's anything up there that people have shared, I'll 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 make sure to share that as well, so anybody can see it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's something that if you've got the money to do it, do it because it is just such an amazing time. I can't emphasize that enough. So I've just I just how cool of an experience and cool of a show uh, this was. So so, but thank you for for. At least let me rub your face in it some more while we while we recorded the episode. Yeah, is nice. <laughs> my so, al- my alcoholism is calling me. <laughs> that's that, that tends to happen. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's this or they cancel the McRib. 
or you know a fan of bad dates both of them together and you're fucking hammered <laughs> oh yeah either way there's gonna be diarrhea <laughs> my world <laughs> well thank you again festival supreme tenacious d los angeles for being so amazing and so accommodating to everything again check out festival supreme's website follow them on twitter at festival supreme um you can get all the updates there to be able to attend next year and yeah we i'll, I'll, I'll see you guys next week and of course as always listen to christopher's show too movie nerd and movie nerds we trust 100th episode coming yes. up 100th episode with, uh, as I like to nickname him, Tim Tim. Tim Bone! Does that mean I get to wear a red sweater to the episode? You could. <laughs> no one's gonna know until the pictures. But, uh, yeah, we're doing our 100th episode. Uh, last uh, episode, me and Tim did our uh, our mashup episode with uh, Dan Cummins. Yeah, with Dan Cummins. Which was a lot of fun. So, yeah, we'll be 100th episode, and it's me and Melissa Merlot, is that right? Uh, not finalized yet, but I believe it's going to be me, Quincy, Melissa, and you. And uh, why not? I'm going to I'm gonna give a little hint here. If you guys have listened to the podcast, you know that we usually recommend three movies, get distracted. But what we're doing for this episode is a riff track of a pretty obscure 90s children's film so look for that Uh, i will be inebriated i will make mistakes i will say things that i regret but that happens every episode inebriated or not well yes inebriated is a wide (laughs) frame wide range it could be airplane glue it could be booze you could just be high on life either way all right well thanks for listening see you guys next week go follow festival supreme (laughs) 